You're listening to Talk Daredevil, the official podcast of the Save Daredevil campaign. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our second episode of Hashtag Talk Daredevil, uh, where we will be talking a little bit of sort of the current things that are going on and are kind of informing how we look at the media landscape and also the future um, for Daredevil, especially uh, looking at some of the um, uh, things that people are saying about all the reasons this show can't come back, and we're going to sort of Take them down one at a time. Uh, the Wees who are here uh, are again, I'm Christine, and I'm joined by... I'm Phyllis. And I'm Sam. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> it's good to be back. I'm excited to kind of continue the conversation we had uh, yes. in the last episode. Yeah, and I mean, now that it's a second episode, it's like officially a series of yeah, we're doing a thing. Episodes. Yeah, it's <laughs> an actual podcast. <laughs> I guess first, just kind of, we should just talk about sort of the current events and like how basically maybe how COVID is, is influencing the landscape right now and maybe looking at Disney in particular. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we spent a lot of the last episode kind of trying to recap the general circumstances of the cancellation and kind of the major players and how that had um, influence our campaign uh, overall. But, you know, it's 2020. So a lot of stuff has gone on in 2020. And um, one big thing that we can't overlook is all the things that have been happening at Disney. Disney has not been spared from COVID-19, just as none of us have been. Um, yeah. You know, I think then their latest shareholder call for Q3 you know, they have taken a massive hit on really almost all segments of their business, except for streaming. But, you know, besides streaming and raising the subscriber numbers, you know, they've lost money on Parks and Cruise Lines. They've had to pause um, all TV and film productions. They've had to delay pretty much all of their major film releases. Um, If anyone follows the corporate stuff, you know, you may have noticed in the spring there was a change of guard with Bob Iger stepping back and Bob Chapek becoming the news um, head of Disney. And, you know, there's also been some pretty big executive um, transitions. Uh, Kevin Mayer is one that we might have brought up before in um, previous initiatives. He was the person who um, ran Disney basically oversaw Disney Plus and a lot of um, the streaming strategies, you know, so there's a lot, there's a lot that has, that has changed. Um, And, you know, that's kind of why we as a campaign have always tried to remain really nimble and flexible um, as far as what our strategies have been, you know, we, something that we might've wanted to dig into and do 18 months ago, you know, just mm-hmm. doesn't feel relevant at this point. And that's, you know, that's kind of something that we touched upon in our last episode, too. Um, but I guess the big, maybe more relevant news that we could kind of really get going um, in our conversation about is um, the news from the last call that Hulu would be staying domestic, um, while Star, which is um, a international acquisition Disney had made a few years back, um, that was previously called Hot Star, um, is is going to be their international platform. 
Um, so, yeah. yeah, it makes sense to be like that they've decided to go with this. Although, like, it's a bit funny because they have been saying pretty much from day one, like, oh, we are taking Hulu International, mm -hmm. we are taking Hulu International. But it makes sense because in the end, it is, it is all about branding. Um, mm -hmm. Star really has like uh, international, uh, like you know, presence, like in India and stuff like that in markets. They actually want to capture mm -hmm. that Hulu doesn't. They they don't know the, they don't know Hulu there. So yeah. in the end, like it's not so much of a like, oh, we are not taking our content, like our Hulu content to these other countries. It's more like how we brand it. Like, it's better to use just something that people know there, like something that is already in people's mind, that just starting from zero with the Hulu right. brand. Yeah, for, yeah, I mean, especially for branding issues. It, I mean, from that perspective, it really makes sense. And I know I'll just add, because I'm the only one, I guess, on, on this uh, recording who doesn't live in the US. Mm -hmm. And I live in a non-Hulu country. I live in Sweden. And we actually don't even have Disney Plus yet. We're getting Disney oh, wow. Plus, I think, on September 15th. Oh, it was I didn't actually even know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was supposed to, actually, I think it was supposed to uh, come earlier, but I think COVID kind of messed that up too. So it was pushed yeah. back a few months. I think it was supposed to come in like, or, um, be available in May or something. But anyway, uh, I've been watching a lot of Hulu shows, but I've been watching them on like, you know, cause they have partnerships with other streamers in other countries. So for me, um, most of the Hulu shows I get, uh, would be on HBO Nordic, which is of course a Nordic you know, um, subsidiary of HBO. Mm -hmm. And um, I, but I, even some of them, I think even the, uh, like The Handmaid's Tale, I think that actually even made it on, like way later, it made it on to, uh, to even um, the, uh, like Swedish television, like our, our oh, big, um, yeah. yeah, just regular TV. Yeah, so, that's interesting. Yeah, so there are all, I mean, I think a lot of people are maybe like, you know, are concerned unnecessarily about um, that anything that would go on Hulu would be unavailable to people in countries that don't have Hulu as its own thing. So we should hopefully put that worry to rest. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. I know um, uh, we see on social media all the time um, international fans going, oh, but we don't have Hulu. Like if, if Daredevil came back on Hulu, like that means we won't be able to get it. But I think it's great that we have your like direct experience christine to like reassure like no that's not the case um and to kind of go back to like the branding thing like if there's one thing disney does really well it's it's branding and that's been such an important part of how they run their business um, because the disney brand is king the disney mm -hmm. brand is a family brand you know and uh -huh. so um taking advantage of other brands within their portfolio and of which they have quite a few, you know, to help them gain some ground on competitors like Netflix that have already been international for a very long time. You know, COVID has really probably forced a lot of um, a, a lot of decisions to change, you know, like what Sam yes. was saying, Hulu was supposed to be um, Hulu was the plan for international. Hulu is no longer the plan for international because right. they don't have, everyone's been delayed already for six mm -hmm. months. Like, I don't think they can spare the time yeah. um, to, you know, to come up with a new plan for pushing Hulu international. Now, mm -hmm. I personally view it more like Hulu 
is indeed a streaming platform, but Hulu is a network as well. You yeah. Know? Yes. Yeah. Um, in the same way that Disney Plus is a platform, but Disney Plus content is specific to the Disney Plus brand. So if we're looking at the network brands under Disney, mm-hmm. you have ABC, you have Freeform, you have FX, right. you have Fox, you also have Hulu, you also have yeah. Disney Plus, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> right? So looking at it less as um, a platform thing and more as a network thing, Hulu not going international has no bearing on whether Hulu can develop a revival of an original Daredevil show, right? Right. So that's something that, you know, personally, from my perspective, it was not concerning, you know, and if yeah. if, if you're familiar with Hulu, you know, Hulu, it also, it, it does mostly have brand awareness kind of in the States, um, maybe Canada. Actually, Canada doesn't have Hulu either. So I yeah. think they're aware of it, but, you know, they don't have it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they do still have third party content right on the platform. So I'm yeah. sure that factors into it, too. Yes. Um, since Star would be um, exclusively Disney brands, you know. Right. Um, I think, Sam, you and I might have had a conversation at some point, too, about um, maybe what it looks like is like how you can get HBO on Hulu or get yeah. HBO on Amazon, right? Maybe it's more like adding a channel, right, to the Disney Plus platform rather oh, than... Oh, you mean for for the, the adult content? Yeah, like how that would look like if... Um... Oh, yeah, because we had some rumors regarding like maybe Disney adding like um, mm. adult content to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yes. we were discussing that um yes like, yeah. because people were like getting very excited about this mm-hmm. and i think like the two of us don't think it means what many people think yeah what what it means like basically um like you can get like if you have hulu here um you can get you can add to it uh, like stars and you can add hbo and you can add a lot of other like channels that's something they give you like I, I could watch, I don't know, John Oliver or something like that on my mm-hmm. Hulu, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, and we were thinking like, what this means is probably like they are going to give people access to like their other brands that have like adult content through mm-hmm. the Disney Plus platform so that you can yeah. just like, oh, you open Disney Plus, you have a pin code and then you mm-hmm. can just like access all the catalog. But that doesn't mm-hmm, yeah. really necessarily mean like, oh, this series that is an adult series is going to be a Disney Plus original. It's probably yeah. going to be a, an FX original or yeah. a Hulu original or something like that. And you, you you will just have access to it through Disney Plus. This yeah, actually, I, I, it, it kind of, I don't know how this is going to look if this is what, what they're going to do. What I mean, it makes sense for them to, to like bundle things. But it just, I you know, it just reminds me of like a lot of streaming channels actually have like a kid's sort of login port where you just like Mm -hmm. choose when you log in or you choose a a user and then there's Mm -hmm. like a kid's setting and that will just take you directly into all the kid stuff but it sounds kind of like that but the other way around (laughs) yeah i know yeah (laughs) yeah a little bit you know I, i think it's funny because you know well i mean it, it this this really ties back into our conversation about branding like disney plus is one of the things I don't think they're going to change about Disney Plus is the fact that it's meant to be a family-friendly brand. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I know some things have changed. Obviously, the strategy with Hulu has changed, but I don't think it from doesn't a branding, make sense. Yeah, from yeah. a branding perspective, it, I don't think that will change. 
Right. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense, like, otherwise, because even now you have them on their last uh, call saying that they will go, like, with the Star International. Mm -hmm. Like, they're investing heavy money on both Hulu here in the United States mm -hmm. and Star internationally. Mm -hmm. And if they were just going to put like everything on Disney Plus, like the adult content on, on Disney yeah. Plus, why will they be investing in these two other things? It, not, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. Like yeah. Yeah. if these are meant to be like the adult platforms, they wouldn't, they, they will just like shoot them down and like mm -hmm. focus on Disney Plus if that was yeah. the plan. It makes more sense that they are just trying to merge so that it's like more visible because Disney Plus right now is like the most popular, it's mm -hmm. more popular than Hulu. Mm -hmm. So they probably just want to make like the Hulu content more visible for other people so that people know, oh, this is on Hulu right now, you know, instead yeah. of just like uh, having to go to the Hulu platform completely, you know, it's, it's a matter of um, making it convenient, not of like rebranding stuff. Yeah, and that's personally been like my wish as a as a user um, to to have everything in one place, you know, it. I understand why it hasn't happened yet because these products don't happen overnight. So understandably, when you're working with existing platforms, it's not going to be an easy job to have them completely integrated. But I would hope that this is on Disney's roadmap to eventually integrate mm -hmm. all of these different platform brands into one accessible interface for all of their users, you know, so yeah, I would love I would personally love to see it done. So that way. Um, to Same. bring this all back around to that show that we're all fighting to save, <laughs> um, bring back Daredevil. What does all this mean for Daredevil? And, and what are we really thinking about why Hulu would be such a perfect home for a Daredevil revival? Yeah, I mean, for me, again, it goes back to Hulu out of all of its network brands just being the best fit for the rating um, of the show uh, because it has a broader range of content than say something like FX, which I find mm -hmm. to be a lot more niche. Um, Disney Plus, again, to me, it's just not gonna be the right fit because it has to um, adhere to that PG-13 ceiling, you know? And yeah. I, like, I'm just looking at like historically over this past year or so, seeing projects get paused or shut down at Disney Plus because they were too quote unquote mature mm -hmm. or they were moved over to Hulu because yeah. of ratings. I'm thinking about Love, Victor and High Fidelity, you know, so there is like there is a standard that they're trying to maintain at Disney Plus. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, for me, that's just never going to be the right fit for a revival of the Daredevil show that we know and love. I agree with that, uh, actually, because it's not only about like the PG-13 etiquette, uh, because PG-13 can mean a lot, of, a lot of things, especially mm -hmm. like when you're an international platform, because what is PG-13 here in the United States is not necessarily mm -hmm. PG-13 in, let's say, Australia or Japan mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, yeah. they, they, they have different standards and everything like that. So it's more of a like, what kind of stories you're trying to tell for this audience yeah. and like also um, the target audience itself, because the, the target audience for, for Disney Plus is always going to be like um, young adults and kids, you know, 
that's going Endless. to be like the main main audience of this like even if it like is something that an adult can enjoy and everything yeah it's mm -hmm. not made with them in mind or, or or anything and like the stories that we were telling in netflix um marvel netflix were very grounded very serious they were meant for like the target audience wasn't this it wasn't like kids and, and young adults it was like young adults and adults it, it was like yeah and completely different kind of people and yeah. I oh, yeah, think definitely. those stories yeah. fit better. Late teens and up. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, for, yeah. for like a Disney Plus, like even like a Marvel show or Marvel movie on Disney Plus or like the Star Wars show, The Mandalorian, I think of it as like, these are things that the whole family can sit down and watch together. Yes. Daredevil was never that. <laughs> no. you yeah. Know? Um, so I don't know if I want to see what the whole family sitting together on the sofa watching Daredevil on Disney Plus would look like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, would that would that be like Daredevil um, meets the child or something? <laughs> we do have one member on our team who would love that, but yes. yeah. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> shout out to Casey. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, but that's, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean, this also, uh, oh yeah, thinking back to our first episode where we were talking about some of the myths around kind of what happened at the, you know, when, when Daredevil was canceled. And of course, one thing we were pointing out then that, uh, again, uh, Disney did not, or I mean, Marvel slash Disney did not cancel Daredevil to bring Daredevil to Disney Plus, because that was a, such a common yeah. talking point at the time. Oh, yes. But obviously, for all the reasons that you guys and uh, have lined out, that's not the case at all it's like it's got that family friendly vibe to it that just precludes uh anything like daredevil being on there or even less that it would be the plan to do that but mm -hmm. speaking of myths um there are a lot of kind of rumors and opinion pieces and stuff floating around out there mm -hmm. about you know why this is such a you know uh doomed campaign <laughs> as some would have it so why don't we dig into some of that Okay, so there's one that is always like lying around that is like, oh, Disney won't do a season four because the other seasons are on Netflix. They, mm -hmm. don't, they don't want to reference back to Netflix. Mm -hmm. And this is one is interesting because it's a bit complex uh, and have some like, you know, points to it, but also like it doesn't hold much water. So the thing is like, first of all, Netflix is the big player in this case and, and like it's weird because Disney is such a giant right now you know and saying like Netflix is the big player sounds a bit wrong but they are like in the United States and in the world they have more subscribers than Disney can like can like Disney wish like Disney Plus had that many they're they're playing catch up everybody Completely. is playing catch up to Netflix yes. right now so Netflix is the big fish yeah. So if yeah. anybody has to be worried about sending subscribers one way, it is Netflix, not mm -hmm. Disney. So yeah. we start with that. But another thing is like um, right now, especially like in the United States, you will have like three different kind of Disney su subscribers. It's like people that never subscribe to Netflix and have Disney Plus, people that drop Netflix for Disney Plus and people that subscribe to both, like is my case or, or something like that, you know. And let's be honest, people that drop Netflix or that subscribe to both are not going to care and like drop Disney because um 
they have a season four of Daredevil there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's not going to happen. Like, mm, they don't have season one and three. Let me like drop my subscription from Disney Plus and go mm-hmm. watch that. No, what they are going to do is like, you're going to watch one season one to three and then go back to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like if you're going to just do a, a month of Netflix or even just pirate it, that's what mm-hmm. is going to happen. And if you have never subscribed to Netflix and are subscribing to Disney, chances that you're going to drop Disney for Netflix are pretty much close to zero. I don't see that yeah. happening. Like, why? See, it's really yeah. like, no, I, I don't feel like why Disney will have to be worried about like referencing to Netflix. On the contrary, yeah. they will want to be capturing the people that are mm-hmm. on Netflix and not on Disney Plus that were watching these shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's and that's the way it's weighted right now is that more people are subscribed to Netflix than they are to Disney Plus. Disney mm-hmm. Plus has an opportunity or not Disney Plus specifically, but Disney has an opportunity to grab subscribers mm-hmm. to add to their subscriber base than the other yeah. way around. Yes. Yeah. So anyone like it will be these Netflix like by be like, oh, we have to drop this because I don't know, like we are referencing to Disney Plus and sending people that way because they have the new seasons. You know, if anything, it will be that, not the other yeah. way around. But but speaking of season four, maybe we should just kind of also do a take on what exactly that would mean because it would likely be very difficult to continue with the show sort of exactly where I left off and with the season four that they had planned out, especially now that um, we're, we're sort of, we've sort of become privy to some of the things that would be in, in that season four. And I also suspect that because it was written under different contracts and stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, they would have to um, sort of um, pivot a bit and do something else and maybe something that's, sort of what I'd like to call like a soft, a soft reboot mm-hmm. where, um, I mean, one thing we, we've been talking about is how um, while uh, Daredevil did end in kind of like, a, I mean, definitely less of a cliffhanger than some of the other shows, it did still end in sort of like a new beginnings kind of place, which yeah. means that it's, it's a kind of ending that really uh, lends itself to doing sort of like a, you know, a time lapse, like a skip to the future or to have where you can, you can produce a season that really speaks to everyone who's seen everything that came before, but where you would still invite in new viewers because mm-hmm. you would be kind of beginning in a new place where they uh, like um, Matt and the team are like back together. And so I see a lot of potential actually in how, daredevil ended that i think would make it a really good sort of a stepping off platform for uh for disney to do something that's new and old at the same time yeah Mm -hmm. i agree and you know one thought that also comes to mind about this whole like you know oh we can't send competitor we can't send people to our competitor we can't um we can't reference anything that is on that's already on netflix you know i i think it's that's a that's a bit of a weird interpretation for me because that assumes that people's loyalties are to platforms mm-hmm. rather than the marvel ip itself yeah. and you know the daredevil show is not the first live action daredevil mm-hmm. we've had these last 20 years right like 
there there have been other iterations. There was the movie. You know, maybe this is more. Uh, you can draw maybe a more um, a fuller comparison if you talk about like all the iterations of Spider Man, right? But the fact of the matter is, if if Disney were to create a new season of Daredevil, and this encourages people to look up the first three seasons of Daredevil that still live on Netflix, people will come back to watch the new season of Daredevil on whichever platform Disney has put it on because they love Daredevil. Yes. They don't love Netflix. They (laughs) love the IP. They love the character and they will look for content around that character wherever they can find it. So to me, kind of saying like, oh, well, you know, we can't reference that. We can't have that. They're going to send people that way. It just doesn't ring true to me. You know, I, I, I guess I understand why people say that, but you know, these are like Marvel fans we're talking about. Um, yeah. And Marvel fans will seek out Marvel wherever they can find it. And I don't think Daredevil is an exception to that. And I don't think yeah. having three exceptional seasons um, makes that, you know, any different. And, you know, in the worst case scenario for us that they completely reboot and recast, if mm-hmm. people liked that too, guess what they're going to do? They're going to look for the previous seasons of daredevil yeah right yes. exactly so to me to me it's like okay there's really no scenario in which someone mm-hmm. likes the new daredevil content that doesn't seek out the old daredevil content the right. important yeah. thing though is where they will be able to find more of it and they will not mm-hmm. be able to find more of it on netflix they will find more of it with disney hopefully on yeah. hulu right yeah, yeah. and that's like <laughs> yeah. that's a complete opportunity for disney too because that mm-hmm. means like while Netflix has the shows there, there's people being exposed to Daredevil, which is mm-hmm. a Disney IP, mm-hmm. outside of the Disney platforms. So, like, holding Daredevil right now is more beneficial for Disney than, than it is for Netflix, because it's likely not bringing the new subscriber, but, mm-hmm. like, it's going to expose people to a Disney IP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, you know, technically, Netflix would kind of be advertising for Disney. You yeah, know, they really still are. Yeah. There's a whole there's a reason why they canceled it, because they likely couldn't get more subscribers off those shows. Yep. But, you know, who's in position to get more subscribers off those shows? Disney. Yeah. Is. Disney. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of some of the suggestions, I mean, the, the, the people suggest that that uh, Disney or Marvel, Marvel slash Disney, I mean, they're all the same thing, uh, mm-hmm. that they wouldn't want to make more Daredevil in whatever package you might think of. Of course, we prefer a particular package, but I mean, mm-hmm. either way, it's a very uh, valuable IP for them. Obviously, this show was, um, you know, uh, super popular. Uh, yeah. All the critics loved it. It had all of that. And for them to like, either number one, not do anything with it um, when they can, doesn't make sense. And for them to, as some people are saying, okay, so um, make a new one with new actors and new everything so that people won't go back to Netflix. But as you said, people probably still will because people who are then new to the character will be like, oh, there's this other version of Daredevil out there that's supposedly better because like, you know, come on, how are they going to make anything else that's better? They're not. Mm -hmm. Um, So the whole thing about just like not touching it just because it's on Netflix, it's like that expression, like you, you know, cut off your nose to spike your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's kind of yeah. what they're suggesting that, that Disney do, which is, 
it doesn't sound like Disney. Disney sounds, this is, you know, we don't want to put an explicit rating on the show. So I'm not going to say the full F word, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I would kind of like, I like to dare, you know, Disney to just <laughs> do a little F you <laughs> mm -hmm. to, to Netflix and be like, Hey, this is RIP. We're going to rock it. You know, yeah, we don't care yeah. if the first three seasons are on your platform. Like, cause we, you know, we're Disney. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. And we are proof of like what you were saying that people will always go back to watch mm -hmm. like the previous stuff because we had a lot of new people reading the comics just because they like loved the show and that like, was totally people me. like mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that was like that was me too uh, I wasn't reading I was reading Avengers and other stuff but I wasn't reading Daredevil mm -hmm. until I like really liked the show and you also have like we have some people that hadn't watched the movie. And we watched them, like, yeah. everybody went back to watch the movie, even like, some of them feel like it was, it was really bad or something, you know, but, but they, they still went watched back. it. That's yes. Yeah. That's, that's so the draw of the character. Yeah. yeah. I, I've even heard more talk about the very first movie starring Daredevil in it, you know, the, the Trial of the Incredible Hulk, which was yes. this uh, made-for-TV mm. movie um, in the 80s, um, late 80s, I think. Uh, where, of course, it was a Hulk movie that had Daredevil in it. I like I I watched that because I'm a completist and everything. But I've sure. even seen more talk. I mean, I've even seen more talk about that. You know, since yeah, the, totally. the television show to. came that I had in like years prior. So yeah. of course, if you have anything good Daredevil out there, it's gonna raise awareness and interest in like everything else that's Daredevil. It's just you know, mm -hmm. no mystery. So yeah. in the end, if Disney doesn't want people going to Netflix to watch their thing, it's not about like casting Charlie again or doing a season four. What they have to do is in the end, just buy the rights back for Netflix and bring that on a Disney platform. Mm -hmm. If they really wanted to do that, that's the yeah. solution. Nothing else will stop people from going back and yeah. watching those shows in Netflix. Mm -hmm. But, you know, kind of as a side, Disney has done that before. What, didn't they yes. do that with um, Star Wars and like Clone Wars and, and all that stuff? So And know, everything, there, like there's all their movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. All the movies yeah. too. So what about that other argument about the uh, how this is all impossible and, and as it pertains to the actors that uh, Netflix supposedly owns them, according to some people? <laughs> well. We have met a lot of the actors, like a lot of them through through the campaign. And I'm yet to hear anybody say anything about this. Not Joff when we met him, not any of the other ones. Um, not even like when we met um, Joe Quesada, like nobody has mentioned this. So yeah. like if this was really a thing, I, I will personally think that somebody will have mentioned mm -hmm. it along the way because they love talking about all this stuff, even if they don't tell you the specifics. Yeah, yeah, to me, it feels really like it's something that's gotten kind of mixed up with the whole rights conversation in general, right? And the moratorium, because, you know, once the show got canceled and, you know, they were released from their contracts with Netflix, like Charlie is not mm -hmm. contractually like obligated to netflix anymore so the the concept that like netflix owns charlie's like charlie as daredevil like doesn't make any sense to me the only thing that makes sense to me is that somehow this is getting conflated with the accurate situation which is that netflix temporarily maintains control over the character rights 
for these two years, right? Yeah, and so the distribution, like, oh yeah, yeah. like the net, like the shows are remaining on Netflix even yes. after the two years. Yeah, the shows will remain on Netflix for over the two years, and then the the character rights, which is what the moratorium is about, mm-hmm. you know, that's the only place where I can see some overlap over like with the rumor that you mm-hmm. know that Netflix owns the actors as the characters. <laughs> but again, like you guys said, you know, we have met so many people that have worked on these shows. And if that was an actual um, obstacle to bringing it back, like someone would have said something. There's never been any conversation about the actors not yeah. legally being yeah. able to reprise their characters from the show. You know, right. it's always just been about whether Marvel wants to bring it back yeah. and whether yeah. the timing can line up for these projects. So again, when I hear that, I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know if you know what you're saying. <laughs> right. I, I, I mean, I can even imagine what a contract like that would look like. Mm-hmm. Because it would it would be such a weird situ- situation where where you don't own the IP, you don't actually physically own the actors. I mean, yeah, you can have contractual ties to someone for a limited period of time, mm-hmm. but it's not like some kind of feudal society where like yeah. you own yeah. them for life. <laughs> and, for uh, I mean, that would be like no, like okay, if you ever uh, cast this character again, like this actor cannot like who who would even I mean. I don't know how it savvy the actors themselves are, but it is just such a it's such a weird. Uh, it's such a weird take on it. And I mean, I think yeah. I think logistical challenges is a bigger issue mm-hmm. than anything contractual mm-hmm. at this point. But yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. but I think even the logistics uh, that would be, you know, one speaking of COVID again, I think um, COVID is awful. Just like, you know, put that in there. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to be like, hey, they said COVID was good. No, COVID is awful in, in almost every single way. But I do think if there's any sort of slight silver lining, uh, here, it, it, I mean, might be that COVID, um, it, it would, you know, with Disney not making as much anymore, nor any other studios, I think it would be easier for them to maybe reach out for a property that they know is successful and, mm-hmm. you know, they could go into production fast. And also be, because sadly, nobody or hardly anyone is working, it would make, you know, actors and and crew and stuff more available than it would be in a normal normal circumstance but um yeah covid is still a bad thing just need to yeah. put out there <laughs> so yeah um there's another kind of myth argument what have you um that does get floated around from time to time but it's that you know people won't care if Daredevil gets recast or rebooted mm-hmm. for Disney Plus or kind of along the same lines of that you know Feige um won't allow for anything to be Mm -hmm. developed that he did not have a direct hand in so that the implication (laughs) is that they need to start from square one on daredevil because feige won't have it otherwise what do we think about that Uh, well you know i don't know feige personally but it just (laughs) oh you don't sound no i sorry yeah i know (laughs) i know everyone thinks we're like so connected but (laughs) um no, but it just it just sounds like I mean there of course it's all this talk about different you know power struggles over various entertainment companies. Uh, but uh, it it does I mean, at the end of the day. Um, I mean, for companies, the bottom line. I'm sorry, that's gonna trump Feige, even though I don't really necessarily think that he would be against it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't agree with that. Actually, though, no, because. The thing is, like, people love this interpretation, like the Marvels fan did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe like the wider, like MCU 
fandom wouldn't care. I don't know. I don't know if they watched the, like Daredevil. I'm not sure everybody did. Like, of course not. But the Daredevil fans, they love him. And like, you can go to any Daredevil YouTube video, any Daredevil forum, and you will find prizes about Charlie and like mm-hmm. this cast and what they did. Like, this is peak Daredevil. Like, this is what people wanted. This is what people loved. And like Christine said, the bottom line is is that these are companies. These are bigger than one person. These are mm-hmm. like any one person, even somebody like Fuji. Um, so I think that Disney, especially now in this ambient with like COVID and everything, they will want to capitalize on anything they can. Mm-hmm. And the fact remains that this is a beloved interpretation. This is very popular. And they will want to try to go with the safe bet. They will want to try to do something similar, regardless whether, like, even if they reboot this, like, completely, I don't think personally they will, or they mm-hmm. need to. Yeah. But, like, even if they did, I'm sure they will be getting, like, influence from the show because people liked it. And you can see that with, for example, Batman, the new Batman, oh, that gosh. is like taking yes. a lot of bites from Daredevil, is because mm-hmm. also DC know that this was very popular, that this is something that the like the comics fans liked, mm-hmm. and this is something they are coming for. So if even this is taking notes, I don't see why Marvel will just ditch this because one person doesn't want to do it or something like that. I'm sorry, but that's not how companies are run. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. And like you bring up a great point about the Batman. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, in the last two sort of major promotional pushes, which was when they sort of released that first look at uh, that that picture of him, like, all in red, and then the trailer, I swear, all the chatter, granted my timeline is biased, but I saw so much chatter about, oh my gosh, it's Daredevil, it's Daredevil, it's Daredevil. And, you know, like, the the thing is that all the comparisons between this particular DC project to Marvel have been specifically about Charlie Cox and Marvel's Daredevil. Yeah. There have been no counter-references to MCU properties or, like, Marvel Studios films because, you know, like, that was it. That was the direct comparison. And to me, all that tells me is that the appetite and the interest, all of that is still is still there. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, I think it's very telling that we it feels like we're in this new phase of superhero genre mm-hmm. shows and films in general, which have all trended much more mature, um, much more grounded. And Marvel is conspicuously like the one player that's not in that game right now. You know, because I look at DC and what they're doing. I look at shows like The Boys. I look at shows like Umbrella Academy. It like everyone is capitalizing on that except for Marvel. So mm-hmm. to me, it's a little bit like, I mean, it's a little bit of a gimme, you know? Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that there's like, that there's no room to to stretch what what's been done on the show and you know like i would love for some ideal scenario to be we get the show back we get Mm -hmm. the show at the rating we want with the type of storytelling we want and the character development we want but also have charlie's daredevil pop into and like make everyone's dreams come true and show up in the (laughs) spider-man movie right like i think there is certainly a world where those can coexist you know yeah i just Mm -hmm. think it's it would be really unfortunate if there was some ego involved in all of right. this that wouldn't allow 
Feige to humor the idea of like, oh, why don't why why don't we bring back this really beloved version easy. of this super popular character, um, mm-hmm. and like yeah. do something really easy and make the fans really happy, <laughs> and you know. I mean, especially I don't remember all yeah. yeah, but especially at a time where, like, I mean, they, they're putting out, I mean, of course, they have these um, MCU tie-in or tied-in mm-hmm. um, miniseries on, on Disney+. Plus. I mean, if they're going to make the most of television as a medium, and, I, yeah, I mean, I, I can't just, I can't imagine that, that he would be so staunch and like, no, it's all going to be my stuff. All of it has to be my toys. I mean, it just... You know, he's he's a grown up, and um, he he's I mean, he's do he's done a lot of great things for the MCU. He should know yeah. great content where he sees it, and not, um, yeah, no, I just, I just don't see it. And especially like you said, it's not just one person. This is a company with a lot of people involved. And even if you do have someone who is, um, very sort of critical to the success of like one depart or like one part of a company um mm-hmm. like with the mcu even so like i mean and he can't do everything especially now that they have more you know uh content coming out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I just like the guy's got to sleep you know maybe he could, yeah. somebody else could like you know develop a, a daredevil series it's like it's- obviously like you said feige's done a lot of crazy good stuff let's also acknowledge that like a lot of his plans his very well laid plans have been very much upended this year like yeah. I don't know what is I have to imagine things need will have to change. Yeah. Um so maybe if there was a point where he was very inflexible about this mm-hmm. stuff, he might not be that way after the dust settles on 2020, mm-hmm. you know what I right. mean? Yeah. yeah. And there's already like things about that like you actually see glimpses of this because Disney has changed a lot in this year. Like they pushed um the schedule for the Marvel TV shows. Mm-hmm. They are releasing this month Mulan in Disney Plus. Um, they are doing a lot of stuff that like a couple months back before this whole mess, people will like you tell people that they would be like, why? Like why will Disney mm-hmm. do this? But it's things have changed. So yeah. it's not only like if they will want to do it, like circumstances are forcing people to like just be more flexible. Mm-hmm. And that's very important for success. And like, I feel like even if maybe they ha- wouldn't consider that like eight months ago, like right now in this in this climate, I think they will be considering a lot of stuff they wouldn't have like back then. Yeah. But also going to say also circling back to the reboot and versus like the mm. soft reboot and like season four and all of that. One thing that, that makes me also like believe that maybe we might see a soft reboot coming is like season four has like some difficulties to do it like with um the scripts being owned by netflix like the one that they were going to do the one that Mm -hmm. eric olson planned already Mm -hmm. but also since you said it like the end of season three left in a good place for doing like kind of stuff this reboot you can actually take advantage of that for like kevin feige molding this character this version of the character into something he wants more because you have a new start Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like the exact thing as they were going to do it Mm -hmm. on netflix it it can be something that is more inclusive of what kevin feige visions of of daredevil is going to be in 
into the MCU, into the wider MCU, his MCU, you know, mm -hmm. and having a soft reboot can help a lot with that. Just like yeah, doing true. the best of both worlds kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. they don't have to do a like complete reboot for that, for like making it his own version too. Yeah. And you know, it's not, even within the MCU, it's absolutely not unheard of for one, uh, for someone to inherit casting, right, of a character. In retrospect, this is sad to bring up Chadwick Boseman, but he is one. He was one of the prime examples of he was cast in Civil War, yeah. um, and he was brought over to Black Panther um, and did an incredible job. I, I don't. I don't see a situation where the casting of Charlie by someone else would be used against him. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's more than proven himself in the three seasons of the show that he put together mm -hmm. and just what everyone has said about working with him. All the positive things, like, why wouldn't you want to go with someone like him? Just as a side note. Yeah. And we have said, like, we, we talk about, like, the actors themselves being, like, a limited resource. Because, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's just so many actors and just so many of them, like, that are actually, like, really high quality and, like, mm -hmm. like, do all the check marks that Marvel will be looking for a, a specific character. Mm -hmm. So like if they are planning to do like, let's say 10 more years or 20 more years of MCU or something like that, mm -hmm. they also have to be mindful of like who they are casting for what, because oh, eventually yeah. they are going to run out of, you know, good people or something, yeah. or people they want to work with. Yeah. So this is some, someone that is loved, that has mm -hmm. already proved himself to be an excellent daredevil, and, and like, he comes with all the good marks of being like an excellent actor. So it's mm -hmm. like, why will just Marvel reject that? Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Obviously, I agree, but I agree. <laughs> yeah, maybe that agreement is a good point to end this discussion on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. We're also, we're all in agreement. We can, yeah, just... Uh, <laughs> happily go our separate ways until we meet up again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, we hope that you enjoyed listening to us talk about all of this. You know, this is a, these are the kind of things we nerd out about uh, sort yeah. of privately. So it's sort of fun to bring that conversation yeah. out into the open a little bit. And, you know, presumably this will go up somewhere that you'll be able to listen to or you'll be able to listen to it uh, on our YouTube channel and hopefully you'll be able to find it where you might find your other podcasts. But, um, you know, if you want to learn more about us, um, you can always find us on social media. Uh, we are at Save Daredevil on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and we're at Renewed Daredevil on Twitter. Um, or just in general, you can always go to SaveDaredevil.com and find out more about what we're currently up to. Right. So, and yeah. also maybe if you have any uh, questions for us or if there's like any follow-up questions to this or like general topics you want us to tackle, you could let us know. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really we'll fun. love that. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Daredevil, the official podcast of the Save Daredevil campaign. For more information on Save Daredevil, please visit our website at savedaredevil.com. Remember, Murdoch's always get back up. <laughs>